You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word seven habits. That's the number seven habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is Dale Dupree, and he is the copy warrior and the leader of the sales rebellion. He hails from Orlando, Florida, where it never snows, which means there's no excuse not to cold call. He's a sales entrepreneur that builds relationships over transactions and a nerd about the psychology behind the process. Welcome to the show, Dale. Thanks, Dennis. I appreciate you having me on, man. Yes, I'm super excited. We met each other virtually. Geez, it's been over a year ago, maybe a couple of years now. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we've gotten to know each other. You're an amazing storyteller. Your content on LinkedIn, people love it. I would highly recommend anybody that's listening to this connect with you on LinkedIn and start following you because you have some great content. And it's always in and around sales and cold calling and how to break through the noise. And and today, what's really cool is we're going to talk about something which a strategy that you use and teach salespeople on how to do a first touch type of campaign, which you call reason. And there's, you know, there's a whole system behind it. We're going to dive into that. You're going to unpack it. But before we do that, you've got some big news. I mean, this is coming on, on the heels of some major change for you. So why don't you share with the audience, kind of give us a one minute breakdown of what's going on, this big change with the whole sales rebellion, and then we'll dig right in. Absolutely. So I, I basically, I've resigned from my position at my last employer and decided to go into business for myself. I, I realized over the last year and a half, two years now that really my calling is in helping other salespeople. And I realized that when I first started to get out of the individual contributor role inside of my vertical and become a VP of sales, sales manager, and felt fulfillment from being able to take these guys and these girls that had been gifted to me through resumes and extensive job search listings <laughs> and was able to pinpoint people that not only had the drive and the passion for wanting to be better at sales, but also better individuals and human beings on this earth overall. So I was able to kind of take sales teams and turn them into just walking moral compasses, if you will. I, <laughs> I, I hate to say it that way to sound like I'm, I'm building in a race of perfect people by any means. But, but realistically, for me and the way that sales has worked over the last 10 years of my existence inside of the copier industry is that I found that being different, causing curiosity, and, and most importantly, being authentic and building relationships with my buyers was were the key ingredients to my success. And throughout the process of being an individual contributor, I, I met all walks of life. And, and, and that goes for not just my buyers, but salespeople as well. And constantly what I saw the theme of sales being is a dirty word, not something that the outside world or even people inside of the sales world look at from a healthy view. 
there's all kinds of negative connotations attached to it. And so as I started to feel that fulfillment and, and to become more intimate with these individuals, I started to realize that really this is my calling. This is what I'm passionate about. This is what fires me up to wake up at 4.35 in the morning to start my day, to conquer my territory, to be able to go out and preach the gospel of changing the way that people look at sales. Because I believe in, in the sales rebellion is being born on the concept that sales are grounds which are mutually beneficial between the buyer and the seller. And in most cases, that's just not how it is. And I think you can attest to that, Dennis, too, because you've been in sales for a long time and you've watched the evolution of it and it's been good and it's been bad. But the overall theme is, is that we need to be in sales. We need to get people to sign on the dotted line where I want to focus back on the roots of human to human contact, human to human interactions and get people to feel differently about the way that they look at their individual sales rep that sells them whatever product, <laughs> well, I, you know, whether it's lawn care or copiers, you know, I'm, I'm down to talk to everybody. <laughs> Perfect. Listen, I agree. And I can tell you that if I wish that 25 plus years ago, when I first started in sales and then migrated over to being an entrepreneur, I wish you were my coach. Trust me. After hearing the stories and understanding your, the whole concept behind your systems and your whole human to human perspective and everything, the, the way you're changing the narrative when it comes to salespeople, I absolutely love it. I wish I knew you back then. Of course, that was an impossible feat at that point because I'm, I'm slightly older than you. But in, <laughs> but in any event, hey, listen, I'm excited to dig in. But before we do that, so your business, The Sales Rebellion, give us a 30-second infomercial there about what that business is going to do. Because literally, just so you guys know, this is literally launching as we speak. Now, Dale is not a newcomer to entrepreneurship because his father was a longtime entrepreneur. And you can also add that in there, take a minute or two about that. And then we're going to dig into your whole first touch strategy that I think everybody in sales is going to absolutely love. Absolutely. So when it, when it comes to my legacy, my father, he started his business in 1984. And the reason that he even got into copiers in the first place was because of a football injury that kept him from going from college to the NFL. So as fate would have it, my father ends up running a copier firm. And the reason that he, he got into copiers was that he started selling paper and was so good at it that the people up at the top said, why don't you sell hardware too? And anybody that's listening to this that doesn't think that copier sales is in the top you know, 3% of hardest sales jobs to have, I'm here to tell you that it's, it's a nightmare, <laughs> literally. So, and, and if you don't believe me, just ask anybody that's ever dealt with a copier rep. <laughs> so my dad was able to take for 30 years, run a business and take the concepts of, of sales and, and what it was to truly serve from a leadership perspective, his community. And built a base that was so loyal to him that, I mean, they, they would have done anything to make sure that my dad was always okay, even if it meant that he had to raise their prices in 2007 when everything hit the fan. <laughs> so the idea for me and my, my walk and the way that I look at the sales rebellion and the way that I look at my experiences with my father when I worked for his business all the way through the acquisition when he sold the business, I and mean, I ended up going along with that acquisition was there was a consistency and my dad was this sales rep that stood out inside of the sea of indistinguishability. And so the sales rebellion is based on that. The sales rebellion believes in causing curiosity. The sales rebellion believes in wandering your territory. The sales rebellion believes in being more intimate with the relationship that you're building with your buyer. 
And so what we're doing is we're actually creating a company that's more of a, a sales training as a service type concept. So we'll have a subscription-based website that you can pay monthly for a very low fee that'll give you access to content, give you access to marketing ideas, give you access to very light training, give you access to courses, even curriculum as well, to learn more and to dive deeper into sales processes that take it back to human to human interaction. And they're not moves and they're not tactics and they're not tricks, right? Is the idea. So we're also offering coaching, individual coaching to contributors that you know, maybe their, their management is good and their boss is awesome, but they want to learn more about sales, right? Tiger Woods, the best golfer in the world at one point, and maybe he still is to some people listening. <laughs> he had five coaches, right? So the idea here is, is that the best can always get better. And, if you, and for the salespeople that are sitting back and saying, you know, I, I can't pay for high level, I can't pay for high level sales training. I can't pay thousands of dollars a month. That's why we're doing this. We're doing this to be able to, to give people an outlet to pay you know, very low monthly fee is the concept, like I stated, so that they can have access to a community that will support them. And to me, the copier warrior in my stories again, and lots of little pieces that I don't want to divulge too much on, <laughs> on this podcast because I want people to discover it for themselves as well, too. And as we continue to promote what we're going to be building. And really, that's it in a nutshell, dude. Perfect. Well, let's dig into the concept that we're going to unpack today, which is this first touch strategy, this reason strategy that you're using, I think this will really fill in the gaps for people so that they understand what differentiates you from a lot of the other sales experts and trainers out there. At least I know it has for me. So if you could unpack that for us and kind of give them a little bit of a framework of how this works, that would be fantastic. And uh, I'll leave it to you. So to, to preface this, my first cold call ever, I had the door slammed in my face. My second cold call ever, I was just, I mean, literally, I felt defiled. It was a nasty encounter with the individual at the, on the other side of the counter. My third sales call, I was so down on myself and low that I, I had nothing to lose at that point, right? And I just walked in and it, it worked so well and was so natural that I thought to myself, man, why can't every sales call be like that? And I realized that I was putting way too much pressure on myself, on the product that I was trying to push, and also way too much pressure on the contact that I was either interacting with or trying to interact with. Because just because I I am trying to make a living and sell something doesn't mean that they're buying. And it doesn't mean that they care either about whether or not I want to talk to them in the first place. So I started to come up with these concepts of making it easier to be able to engage for the first time with either the receptionist or the buyer themselves, or the secretary of the buyer, right? The, the idea here was that I was trying to make something that, that I could nuance as a process, but also that would work throughout the entire company. And my vision was this, Dennis, that like, let's say I, I was able to pull this off. I thought to myself, what if I could do something that would make such an impact on the people seeing and interacting with this touch that the whole office needed to know from the accounting department to the salespeople, to the CEO. And so my my idea and my reason theory was born. And so the, the short form, the, the cheat code, as I say, to remember what reason stands for is to radically educate and share one's narrative. And the premise of this is that you're telling your story and that you're getting people hooked to you and your brand, to what it is that you want to articulate specifically inside of the conversation that you're going to have with your prospect when you finally get them on the phone. Because 100%, this starts with a first touch piece that is not human-to-human interaction. And so the way that you break this thing out 
is a long form concept. And so the RE stands for radically educate inside of that long form. And it, it is a fundamental way to change the way that your prospects are called on by salespeople. The idea here is that you're trying to educate, you're trying to energize, you're trying to cause curiosity, and maybe even infuse it with a little bit of humor as well, too. And again, it, this is a first touch piece. It's something that's manufactured. It's a marketing presentation, essentially, that acts as an interruption to the normal sales drops that everybody else is, is bringing, like a business card or a white paper or a brochure that just goes into the trash is kind of the idea. So what I tell people when they say, well, what is that? You know, like, well, <laughs> what exactly are you talking about? Uh, we'll get into that in a second. But what I want you to think about and what I want you to focus on when you hear everything that I just described is that the idea and the concept of this is that you want to think as if you're meeting your best friend for the first time or connecting with a kindred spirit. And you don't do that by shaking their hand and telling them that you have, you know, for 15 minutes of your time, I'll be able to save you 30% or more and give you financial freedom, right? Nobody wants to hear that shit. So the second piece of this is, is A, inside of reason, which is attention. And the way that it works is that we've gotten the prospect's attention by utilizing these first touch drop pieces. And some people that follow my LinkedIn or my Twitter or my Instagram have seen some of these first touch pieces or have heard of the crumpled letter, the coffee stain letter, some of my concepts that I've used in order to go and get people engaged. And so what I will say real quickly, because we've only got so much time on this podcast, is that I have a course that dives into this a lot deeper, Dennis, and you can learn more about the crumpled letter. And spoiler alert, you can download it and use it yourself. So attention inside of this reason theory is kind of like your 30-second commercial. You're getting someone so excited and stoked to meet with you because of something that's so unexpected that came across their desk. Yet at the same time, too, they know what you want out of the interaction. So this is not smoke and mirrors. We don't do this in order to get them to call us and say, well, what do you do? What do you sell? You nuance this process so that you're very direct and very intentional inside of the interaction with the, with the prospect. And so once you get them on the phone and, and they're happy to talk to you because they want to know who the weirdo is that left this marketing piece, we get to S inside of reason, which is the story portion. I have a, a huge theory behind telling stories inside of sales that, that all ties back into the psychological effect of a story on one's brain and that it makes the entire thing work. <laughs> it opens them up. It makes them vulnerable it, because you're being vulnerable. And, it, and, and more than anything, it causes this undeniable curiosity inside of the encounter and makes everything feel as if it's an adventure that they're going on with, with this salesperson, which drives a high level of emotion and causes them to, at the very least, hear you out is the idea here. And so when you get to O, which is the outline phase hey, before we jump, reason, Before we jump onto that, it's really interesting that you mentioned that because this is one of the things that I think differentiates you from most people in the industry, and that is the story component, okay? And you know, there's a saying that I heard long ago, people will never remember what you said, but they'll remember how you made them feel, right? And I think right. that that story component, like you said, it it creates that emotional bond and that emotional connection above and beyond any case study or facts. I mean, you know, again, another cliche is, you know, that old cliche facts tell and story sell. And I'm a big, big believer in that. And I think that's where a lot of salespeople struggle is they totally forget the story component, right? It's either all about them or it's all about the product and they fail to connect that human component to their buyer, to their prospect, to the person there that's on the other end of the phone or sitting across the mm -hmm. desk. 
And so Very true. I, I love that piece. I love that story component. I, I don't I don't want to interrupt, but I really wanted to just chime in on that because I think that's such a critical piece as we dive through this, you know, this very, you know, we're we're taking a really quick look at a very complex strategy. And so I just right. wanted to kind of pull that part a piece a little bit because I think I think that's so critical. So continue on. Sorry to interrupt. Well, I'm glad you interrupted because the a point to be made to what you're saying as well is that what one thing I'll state here on the air live for the world is that marketing people hate this concept. I get into debates with them all the time. They say that the interaction should be all about your customer. It should be you should be telling your customer how much you know about them and and all these things that that you can help inside of their business and why yes, that's a great strategy. At the same time, a story is what helps the customer to know who you are. Because if you're calling somebody and saying, hey, you know, I saw that you graduated from UCF and and that you won this great award and yada, yada, yada. I'm on the other line thinking, well, who the hell are you? And why should I meet with you? Just because you know this stuff that's on the internet. There is zero credibility being built inside of that. Whereas a story does just the opposite. It builds that trust and it puts that piece of credibility into the heart and soul of the sale. And it makes the prospect open up just a little bit more, if not too much, at least enough <laughs> to secure that appointment. And I'll say this too, Dennis, I've got a coaching client right now that one of the first guys to come on at the Sales Rebellion, we did targeted marketing campaigns with him through the reason theory. We sent out a massive amount of touch pieces. And when I say that, I mean 60, right? Because we don't believe at the Sales Rebellion in this idea of spray and pray, right? So we we targeted 60 people. Only 25 of those 60 people got this touch piece. 11 appointments were set from that campaign. And this is a, a young man that just started in this industry and had never done cold calls before in his life. So really, and it, it, we've empowered him more than anything, but we've also empowered the buyer to see past the minutia and to see something that they can believe in and they can get behind and they can and they can trust and they can say, all right, so this guy's gone out of his way to, to be vulnerable with me and tell me more of his story or her story. I'm going to talk to him. Of course, I'm going to talk to them. So so jumping into the final two phases of of the reason theory, O is for outline. And the idea here is that you've got to be, you've got to bring things back to business at the end of the day. We can't be meeting with people just because they think we're interesting, right? It, it's there's no results in that. So so you also have to be, you know, down to business to a degree and, and make sure that the prospect knows that if they do get with you, that you are going to be different. You are going to take the conversation in a different direction than they're used to, but you're also going to ask them about your products and services that you sell. So the the idea here is that you lay out an agenda, but one that that both of you can agree on. You don't go for the throat. You're nurturing them into these next steps. And you also help them to own it alongside of you instead of it just being your idea is really what, what the outline phase is for. And then when you get to the end of a reason, you've got N, which is stands for nuanced. And I mean, it, it speaks for itself. Reason, you know, the the nuanced portion of reason is, is the captain of the ship, okay? The definition of the word is characterized by subtle shades of meaning or expression. And so the idea here is that throughout the process, from the first touch to the phone call to the outline to set the appointment, that you are throwing these little glimpses and shades of who it is that you truly are so that the buyer can see deeper into what it is you want to accomplish with them. Wow. There's a lot there. And I'm sure that if we really wanted to dive into that, we could probably spend numerous hours dissecting all of the different components, you know, radically educate attention, story, outline, nuance, right? Those are the synonyms. That's the, what it stands for. 
Correct. Perfect. Yeah. I'm sure there's a, there's a lot there and, and we can only give people a taste today and that's okay because obviously this is a short podcast, but let me ask you this. So a big part of the sales rebellion is sharing these types of ideas for a, you know, a, a reason campaign. So the crumpled letter, I know people can download that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, or people can download that. And I think that might be a, a a great thing to give away at the end, because obviously, you know, I know that these types of strategies that you shared numerous strategies with me, could you take one minute and unpack that crumpled letter strategy that you just talked about? I mean, one minute, really short version of it. And I think that'll help people to really get motivated to download that on the back end because I think that's a, that, that's an incredible tool for almost any salesperson. Obviously you've got to, you've got to customize it to your target market and to your product and all the things that are a part of your sale. But could you expand right. on that a little bit for us? Yeah, I'll give the Reader's Digest version. It's basically the idea here is that first off, I don't like mailing these, but it, but people do. In, in some instances, some of my clients so far, they do and they have success with them as well. But the idea here is that you want to make an impact with this piece. And so just mailing it out just kind of feels impersonal in some cases. And so I'll target 30 people in the area. And, and this is part of my sales wanderer theory um, as well, which is a huge piece of the sales rebellion too. But I'll target 30 people in my community and I'll say, I won't say I'm going to go and try and get in touch with these people. I'll say, I'm going to have some kind of result with these people. Some kind of, they're going to recognize that I exist is the idea here. And so the crumpled letter itself is handed to a receptionist in two different ways. One is that it's just a plain envelope with the name of the decision maker. You tell the young lady or the young man at the front desk, could you make sure that Tim Smith gets this? And then you throw a little bit of that nuanced piece inside of the reason, inside of the outline, inside of the story to her, right? So you get her a little curious about this. And they are curious from the start when you hand them that envelope in the first place, because you've taken a Sharpie and just put this person's name on the front. The second way to do it, though, is that we've actually designed the concept of the envelope looking as if it's traveled around the world. So it's got a ton of stamps all over it, but it's all printed, right? So it's very, it's gorgeous. It looks good and it causes curiosity. It makes not only the receptionist, but the decision maker say, what the hell is in here? So once they open that beast up, they get content that causes them to not only know what it is you want to accomplish with them, but makes them laugh, makes them smile and makes them think, damn, I need to hire this person to do sales for me because I've never experienced anything like this. And so the content addresses why the letter is actually crumpled up because you do crumple the letter up into a little ball, you unfold it, and then you trifold it. And so if that's not piquing curiosity for you, I don't really know what will at this point. So, but head over to my site and and go into the course and you can download this thing. I actually give the content away and you can edit anything you want in it. But at the end of the day, really what I'm doing here is I'm giving you this piece that if I went out and targeted 10 people, I'd get nine appointments from. I think that's a perfect way to wrap it up today. So, you know, we covered this, this first touch strategy that I think almost any salesperson could customize to their own industry, target market product. You know, you did it with copiers very, very successfully. I'm sure a lot of people could deploy it in all kinds of different industries. So as we wrap up here, let everybody know, Dale, how they can connect with you, learn more about the sales rebellion, and then we'll wrap it up for today. So you can head over to the salesrebellion.com. You can head to copierwarrior.com. You can go on LinkedIn and search for Dale Dupree. You can check out my podcast on any of the major podcast players called Selling Local. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and all the other social sites by just hitting at copierwarrior. And I even take people on my Facebook occasionally. As a matter of fact, we are building a community on Facebook right now. If you want to be a part of the sales rebellion and being inside of 
a community that's free, that's going to be passing ideas constantly between sales professionals, they'd come get involved and come be a part of the rebellion with us. Awesome. There's plenty of ways to connect with Dale. He's everywhere. I love following him on LinkedIn. I'll make sure that we have all the different links to connect with him and learn more about the sales rebellion. Thank you for being here, my friend. And I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Dennis. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.